0: to 2024 the valve bounce we are back we're back on damien <laughs> i'm steve that's you you're I'm steve, steve. <laughs> It's true <laughs> we are back so uh yes we're going to kick off uh this year it, uh, it was a busy end to, to last year and now we've got a bit of news to wrap up on and uh, today's supercars video we're just going to kind of collate a little bit of what's been happening and give our thoughts on it mm. so um we can kick off nice and quickly. We can. So, the 16th of Feb, uh, it marks the season opener at Bathurst, Steve. Yeah,
1: it does, mate.
0: It does. We're, we're back what into you, it. What do you think about it being, you know, this contract thing where we've got to have it in New South Wales and then jamming Bathurst as, a, as a, an additional round?
1: yeah, oh, uh, No. <laughs> No, Well, that was a long, drawn-out note. <laughs> um, look, I, I don't like Bathurst as the opener, perfectly frank. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I'm going to piss off people here. Um, I don't like Bathurst as the opener because I think Bathurst should be just Bathurst. I actually think Bathurst shouldn't even be on the Supercast Championship calendar, but that's another thing. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a no from me, but we have to have a season opener somewhere, and because Newcastle decided to be problematic... Uh, I guess we. Oh, geez, you're very we, kind. We only we only, uh, can go to certain places, and I'm glad it's not SMP.
0: Well, yeah, I guess our options are limited, and and I think my bugbear is this. I don't know when it ends, and but this contract thing of having to have the season opener in New South Wales is is basically it's ruined the whole calendar, in my opinion. Um, Newcastle cracked the sads and threw the toys out of a cot. And, you know, it's really disappointing because I think as an opener or as a scenic kind of spectacle, it's a pretty good event. Um, and I'm with you, or I'm partially with you, or partially. <laughs> I don't I don't know about Bathurst being a separate outside of the, um, the championship, but I don't like going there outside of the Bathurst 1000 because I just feel – you know the heritage, the the I guess the feel that you get from Bathurst one thousand. You just it never gets replicated any time we go to to Bathurst outside of that. No, and it really does feel like it's just this filler because we had no other options. Um, so yeah, I'm not so keen on it, and especially because you've got this one in Feb, and then we've got to wait you know a long time for round two before we get to Talpo. Yeah. Um, And so it really kind of just feels like this sort of... You know, they used to have those joint test sessions at the start of the year. It almost feels a little bit like that. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it anyway.
1: I'll say that I am excited for it because I'm excited to see the results of everything that's gone on in what what the Americans would term the winter break, but our summer break. So, you know, with so many changes, it'll be interesting because obviously when we were there last year it was not great so i think uh yeah it'll be interesting to see what unfolds there it will give us a real understanding real quick of of how how that's all gone uh, which i think is a good thing um yeah in terms mm-hmm. of the contracts in sydney i kind of agree with you i i understand why they've done it and i think we shouldn't be locked into where we start um, you know, like I know Adelaide's our last race, but man, that was such a good way to kick off the season, and yeah, and, and that you know gets everybody amped up for what's going on. Um, I just don't feel like Bathurst Sprint Round, I guess, is going to to give us that same feel, which is sad, but it, it is what it is in the end. We we sit here as minions and uh, have mm. to just watch and see yeah yeah and i think you bring up a good point it's probably a
0: good track because we were there recently before some of these aero changes and it's a good segue to get onto the wind tunnel testing as an update um but we'll be able to quickly see whether those changes have actually made a difference um in terms of the parity and the way the cars are so that's probably a good thing. Yeah, definitely,
1: yeah. definitely. Yeah. All right, so yeah. uh, wind tunnel update, mate. Cosmetics and uh, good but not great communication, I think you wanted to go with? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was really hoping that we would get
0: that opportunity to, you know, for, for supercars to really open the doors and show us what was going on, how they're rectifying it. And and I think they did a good job. There's a really good sequence of videos they put out, and then there's a, a, a you can watch the whole thing on YouTube uh, end to end. And I think that was really it was really good. I think where it wasn't great is that it felt like they were doing everything to mask that there was a problem, and you know they're still kind of the language around it and the way they're presenting it was. You know, like the, we were refining what we're doing. We're making it slightly better. And it was like, no, no it was pretty, pretty <laughs> stuffed. And this had to happen. Um, but I guess the outcome is really good. Um, the initial testing that they did seemed to be really successful and they, they got to a really good outcome, according to them. I guess we'll wait and see. Yep. Um, but I guess that secondary going back to the wind tunnel to do the cosmetic stuff, I'm not really sure about how I feel um, on that. You know, I'd rather just the performance be right rather than worry about how things look.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think they're focusing on the way things look only because there was such a problem at the end of Gen 2 where the cars looked pretty average um, on both camps. I don't care what you say, that opal was mm. horrendous to look at. Um, mm. And... Yeah, so the the, the cosmetic stuff is, is definitely probably high on their priority list, which I, I, I do understand. Um, and they did leave the cars over there, so it wasn't like they brought them back and shipped them back. So they didn't waste money in that sense. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, unlike you, I'm probably less worried about that. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, as long as they do what they need to do, and it's right, and we turn up at round one and we do have a competitive championship, then I'm, I'm happy. Um, yeah. And I, I guess around the, the actual discussion and what they were talking about uh, with everything and what they were coming forward with, I don't think they were particularly bad. I think, like, you're right. They definitely held some back and, and they did use language like, oh, you know, we were refining everything. Um, we definitely, mm. I think by the end of the season, we could definitely say that they were much closer than what they had been, whether the advantage was one way or the other. I, I don't know. We didn't really have aero tracks to determine that. Um, yeah. so look, I'm sure they were by the end closer. Uh, but if you took the original from the start of last year and you threw them both in the wind tunnel, I would say the gap would be massive.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I I think that was subtly hinted at. Um, They didn't say it and they didn't, you know, really declare it. But just you could tell by how they started and they started with the refined. So where we got to as opposed to the very start. And there was it was the I think it was after not Townsville. What was the they made changes after Townsville? Yeah, I think that was their starting point. And so clearly that tells me the really start of the season was way out of whack because, yeah, we weren't even close after the Townsville stuff, so.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. And, and yeah, the, the, the Townsville changes were the wrong way. Um, sorry, DJR, yep. but you, you made a, a wrong choice. My cop um, So, yep. I mean, that's on Ford and, and them as the homologation team as well, not on supercars, so they, they need to be better. Um, thankfully, we had Tickford and WAU come to the rescue towards the end of the season with the parts that were needed to really uh, elevate the Fords back up the front, and, you know, that it worked in a sense. So yeah. um, that's all good. But, yeah, going into this year, let's let's just hope that we turn up at Bathurst. We have both cars are quick over a straight, you know, straight line and both cars are quick uh, over a, a duration of distance because that was the biggest problem well that yeah straight line speed but yeah we'll, we don't know much about that not much has been said so i'll leave that for a later date once we've got more information on what they do yeah i'm sure we'll touch on that after we
0: see uh, the first round <laughs> because we'll either be super happy or super, super angry, angry. <laughs> not, not like us enough, yeah <laughs> Well, I guess uh, just to, to go on to the next topic, um, I saw there were some more changes that were happening at Supercars, there mm. was people coming in and out, probably the most notable one was that Nathan Prendergast is returning to the broadcast, okay. to be head of broadcast at Supercars. Interesting. Now, he was always pretty good in that role, um, from what I can see from the reporting and trying to piece things together, it really looks like he left to go do something, that didn't pan out there was some complications on that side he never really got it he ended up not doing that role and helping out with an f1 with the f1 broadcast in certain regards so i think that just wasn't what he agreed to or what he signed up for and so i think he's just jumped back into the place so i don't i don't think it was a negative against his replacement um at the time which is uh, Tunnicliffe. Uh, i think it was more they just wanted the more experienced guy back because because uh, the opportunity arose
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I haven't actually. I'm not across the uh, broadcast changes. I, I must admit, yeah. being away. But um, yeah, look, the broadcast has never been terrible in terms of like what they actually show you and and so forth. It's it's always been pretty good. Um, the the only ever issue that I ever have is to do with the commentary team. So, <laughs> so you know, it's good to have somebody back who's got so much experience, I guess, and um, and is good at what he does. Um, but yeah, yeah I, um, I I guess one way or another we'll we'll find out. Come round one, I'm sure we won't even even see it. it it'll be just as we go, just seamless. That's it. Yeah, it'll be pretty seamless,
0: and um, you'll still have your the same issues that we uh, that we have with the broadcasting. <laughs> uh yeah, as you say, not the video footage. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, now I know I'm going to kick this one off. I know we normally alternate, but I know how strong you have uh, in terms of some feelings about this. Not so much about Ludo Lacroix, the uh, Frenchman. Um, So I guess I'll start and then we'll kick off a little bit more. Um, I think it's a bit of a flop rather than a mic drop to move uh, teams. I think he's highly skilled, really expert in aerodynamics and a few other things, but I just don't think the Gen 3 cars... Will benefit the skill set that Ludo has. Now he's no dummy, he's gonna add value to a team like Premier, no no doubt. Um and we are talking about that move from, from DJR. Ludo to go to Premier. Yep. Um but you know, I think that I don't think it's a bigger asset as it was when he moved from Triple Eight to um to DJR. But Give me your thoughts and uh, maybe uh, round off on a bit of a broader thing about Premiere
1: and how you feel. <laughs> uh, I don't know if everybody wants to hear me rant on about Premiere. Um, <laughs> look, yeah, I, I don't know. L- Ludo is a fantastic engineer and there's no doubting his pedigree and what he was able to do for DJR when he came across with the Penske and everything else and what he did at 888 for a long period of time. Um, he really, you know, set up both teams pretty well in that instance obviously uh, the last couple of years I don't think he's really had a driver um, that can drive what he needs to get out of the cars I, I don't think I've said that very yeah, well to at extract all extract the best but, you know, no
0: extract the best out of the car that's
1: it yep. so um, you know definitely and then coming to Gen 3 you're right the, these cars you can't engineer, engineer your way out of it so it's his skill set is muted a little bit um so in terms of what he'll take to premiere um, he'll probably help set up the organization a bit better and around uh how they engineer the cars and go about it effectively on a weekend yeah. and i think that'll be good for them um but i don't think he'll bring much in the way of you know getting speed or so something out of the car necessarily um as yeah. as for Premier themselves uh yeah look you know uh buy myself way to the front, yeah, I'm I'm not interested, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, before you all come at me, I know that everyone spends a lot of money to to get to the front and you do have to spend a lot of money, but what I mean by buy my way to the front is they literally go to Triple Eight and say, give me everything. And I'm just, I'm I'm less interested in that than I am a team actually, coming in like Erebus, putting their cars together and hitting the front.
0: Yeah, it was funny that I sort of had some defence when I when we were talking about this initially when the news dropped and you big rant about Premier and <laughs> he didn't like them and yeah. being a triple eight customer and um, but like I thought what was really interesting was was the fact that the news that's also just dropped is that they're going to fill in for the engine testing for triple eight <sighs> um, in the coming week or so so triple eight can't get a car there I think they're doing the launch or something yep. which is this week. Yep. Uh, as we film, um, and, and Premiere are going to step in. Um, now, it's not that big of news, I guess, because really the engines, the way they, they, they're they all sealed, they're all randomly picked, so it's not a, you know, it's a KRE engine. engine. Yeah. Is, it, is it is that like ATM machine? Am I yeah. saying, is it <laughs> yeah, no, it's just engineering, or is it an engine? Anyway,
1: no, car, KRE um, e-n- engine, essentially, yeah. Engine. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um,
0: and so, like, so they, it's really the same thing. I just thought it was very interesting that they chose Premiere as the replacement as opposed to someone else. So, being a Triple Eight customer, they get some perks out of it. Yeah. Um, and I guess just quickly, which, um, you know, it was a little extension, oh, not really in our show notes, but um, what were your thoughts on the departure of Ludo from, from DJR and some of the changes that
1: they've made? Uh, look, DJR's probably in a point where they need to make some changes. We've got Ryan's story coming back, which I know is in our show, show notes, but that's, that's a huge yep. deal. That organization yep. needs... Like, I'm sure they still have the processes, but they need a firm leader, and I don't think they've had that since Ryan, uh, unfortunately, had, has had some uh, health issues. Some illness. So yeah. um, having him back in the garage is, is going to be a big thing for that team. And I mm-hmm. hope it means that they find their way to the front. Whether they do or don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that the, the two drivers they currently have are uh, quite to the level that we need for them. Um, but they do have Kai Allen sitting in the background waiting to jump in and that do. is something to get excited about uh, in, the, in the future for that, for that team, especially if they hold on to him.
0: Yeah, if they can hold on to him, I think that that's that's the sort of the future. I think you're right that that um, the two boys could definitely do a lot better than they did. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't think they're going to be you know the lead Ford team no. despite being the homologation, um, and so. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the you know the ownership change um, has helped inject some new kind of structure and, and the the way they go about it. Ryan story is very good at managing that and and being that, that team leader. So I think that's you know uh, a really good plus. So it'd be
1: interesting to see how they go
0: yeah, this year. Definitely.
1: All right, Damo. So uh, moving on to 2024 predictions. Crystal balling. Oh.
0: What do we see? I know you put this in here, but like, how the hell am I going to guess? Well, we don't even know whether the Fords are competitive. I know, I know. I'm too. I'm getting old and grumpy, but uh, yeah. Look, I'll give it my best shot. I know you want to do this, um, and uh, I'll just pick some people and just commit to the to the mayhem that's probably going to going to be when we do the review at the end of the season. Where I'm like, what the hell was I thinking?
1: And just just for you guys as well, uh, you can get involved with this. Um, put your predictions in in the comments below. Let us know what you're thinking. So just as a as a setup, so you sort of know I'll I'll put it in the feed notes uh, for you. But um, yeah, championship winner. Uh, We're going to have a Bath, predicting a Bathurst winner. Um, first race win, if we think anybody will uh biggest improver from 2023 now that can be team or driver and also biggest flop and that could also be team or driver so let us know in the comments before we even kick start this segment off uh what you guys think because i'd love to see it and we can try and revisit it back at towards the end of the year if we remember because we are getting old and (laughs) um (laughs) as it is my birthday today it Uh, is but um but yes uh i think this will be good. So, so let's kick it off, Dave. I'm going to put you under pressure. Yep. Championship winner. What do you got? Cam Waters.
0: Cam Waters Ooh. is mine. I am hoping that the changes to the four will mean that they are competitive. And I think the reduction from four to two cars for Tickford, a little refocus there, change of management with with um, Teddy now moving into the supercars gig. I, I I feel like it's a great opportunity you know it's kind of like that you know you get a new coach or a new something happens in the team it's a bit of a change um, up. And, I, and I think he's always been pretty close it's really been both the, the parity this year but you know Tickford have had some some challenges and I think that reduction in cars should help them so that that's my yeah. pick
1: all right all right so Cam Waters for you oh, all right so here, here we go <laughs> <laughs> I want to go left of field. I, 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 of I feel like Cam is is probably you're right. He's probably the pick. Um, yep. Now that Shane's gone and no Scotty McLaughlin, you know, yep. people who sort of take away from him a little bit here and there, especially with Tickford not always being brilliant. Yeah. Um, I can't see WAU. Being consistent enough. I know they finished top forward, but I just can't see them being consistent enough. So sorry, Chaz, I'd love to see you win the championship, but I'm pretty sure I thought you'd win the championship last year and it didn't eventuate. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go really left of centre and I'm going to select Matthew Payne.
0: Oh, I knew, I knew he'd be in your list... Um, I was trying to figure out how many of those uh, categories you were going to put Matthew Payne, and I was actually ready to make a joke that it was just going to be the Matthew Payne show when you said it twice. Um, uh, I think but, he's going to inflict pain on the entire
1: field. Yeah,
0: and look, you know, he definitely showed that he's ready, and you know, mentally, you know, he's obviously a great driver, but mentally, he was ready. Really commanded that race at the end of last year. I think it's yep. a good pick, solid
1: pick. Look, uh, j- just the way there, he finished off that season, he was getting more and more competitive, more and more at the front, and the consistency factor, um, we touched on this late last year about how uh, how good he was yeah. in terms of controlling that last race, and how Ambrose-esque it is, and maybe that's my personal thing, because I liked Ambrose so much, he was my driver, Um but yeah, just I don't know. I've just got I've just got that feeling that he's going to be pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so, moving on from championship winner, since we're going Cam Waters and Matthew Payne, it seems an all Ford affair. Um, Bathurst winner, mate. What are we going?
0: Yeah, I was actually just going to suggest maybe we should pick one from each camp because uh, you're probably going to see a lot of Fords in our selections. Uh, my yeah. Bathurst winner <laughs> is I just think it'll be Chaz. I think they'll be. The cars will be competitive enough, and 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 I think he's really he steps up at Bathurst for some reason. He's one of those Bathurst kings, um, and so I think Chaz Chaz for the Bathurst win.
1: Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. Um, I I mean I, I'm not against it. Of course, <laughs> <at all>. no. <laughs> um, yeah, you're probably right. We should probably pick one from both camps, and then we've got a little bit of movement so we can say, I oh, think we we're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I oh, oh Chazzy, Chazzy, I do like Chaz for the win. I I, I think mm. I'm with you. I I think Chaz is gonna be tough to beat and especially if he's got Holdsey still in the car. Yep. Um I think it'll be good. I do wanna shout out that if they stick Tander and Payne together that's probably going to be strong as well. Um yep. Which is nice because it's not often the Ford boys turn up to Bathurst with uh, some strong lineups. So if we can have a few, that would be really good. Um, yep. But obviously, at this point, we don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's crystal balling. Come on, people, work with me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Please be nice. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I, I think I think like you, I think those cars, right, and Chaz and Leon Song, they're going to be absolutely. Yeah, they, they're probably going to win Bathurst. Yeah. Uh, so just with a bit of, bit of um, experience on their side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think right. they should be pretty good. Now, we, we had a quick chat about the first race win, and um, we thought it was probably a good one just to kind of put up there and, and, and talk about it. Now, I guess we probably should put some context around it. We have got a list of people, and we think it's right? I hope it's right. Let us know if we're not, but of who is is not a race winner as of yet. At this point. Uh, There is one asterisk, of course. So we've got Jackson Evans, Aaron Love, Richie Stanaway, technically. Asterisk. Yep. Yep. Ryan Wood, uh, Bryce Forward, uh, and Thomas Randall as the ones that we sort of think uh, are eligible. Um, who's yeah. your pick? Who do you think might actually achieve their, uh, their first race win?
1: Well, before they come for us, um, Richie Stanaway, <laughs> yes, he has won races, but they are not sprint races in his own car. They are Enduros as a backup driver. So uh, that's why we include him in this list. Yep. Um, so, look, I would expect that Richie's probably going to be strong contender, for it, yeah. um, just based on the equipment that he'll be receiving this year, um, and and same with Thomas Randall, they're they're probably the two. If I'm going for either one, I think Thomas is probably. I think I'm going to go Randall. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go Randall. I think Randall will get a win this year, and I think that yeah, definitely that's he'll get he'll get his first win definitely.
0: Yeah, I think his improvement. Uh, towards the tail end of last year, really shows that he's stepping up. Uh, he was my pick, but I guess given that you've you've chosen, I'm happy to Sorry, take mate. Stan away because you know I do think probably both of them will achieve it. Um, you know, with a bit of luck, yep. we can get two first time race winners. Um, I think the other guys being. Uh, you know, forwards, obviously, with BJR, and I just BJR, don't know who's going to be get up there, um, and the other guys yep. are all rookies, uh, so it's, yep. um, you know, it's it's possible, but, you know, very unlikely that they will win, Um so, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I'll take I'll take Richie old Richie, yep. and uh, you can have and, Randall. And
1: I've got I've got Randall, Luca, And I, I just want to make a quick shout out for the likes of Ryan Wood, who's in the WAU car. Yeah, if that team gets some consistency, that boy is quick. Yeah, um, he's very quick, especially even over a, like a single lap. Um, so if they give him a car that's not Percat level, that um, yeah. he he could quite. Quite well, find himself near to the front. I don't know if he'll necessarily win, just purely on experience. But yep. yeah, he'll find his way to the front for sure.
0: He's definitely at the top of the the list in terms
1: of the next Smokey that could could pull it off. So um, definitely, definitely beautiful. All right. So uh, moving on to biggest improver for from twenty twenty three. So obviously it's twenty twenty four predictions. Uh, yes. <laughs> what do you reckon, Damien? Who do you think is going to be biggest improver team? or driver
0: well I I'm actually going to I'm going to choose one from each as in a team and driver um, I okay. just I just thought uh, probably a good call to, to do that don't feel you have to um, and to avoid oh, well, you having okay. the entire Matthew Payne show I'm going to choose <laughs> him Um, only because the reason I chose him over Randall was because he finished 14th in the championship last year and Randall finished 13th. So
1: there's definitely just
0: a little bit more of a a room for improvement for me, but yeah, I think he's, he's definitely going to be the biggest improver and, and I think, um, I mean, you could say the Mustang, is going to be the biggest improver because anyone who has a, a car that is a Mustang has to go better this year um, <laughs> yeah. if they get the parity, right? But no, I think um I, I definitely think just with Matthew Payne as well and, and then and Richie, I think because yeah. of the start of the year was so poor, they're actually further down than, than they probably deserve to be. So I think yeah. that Grove Racing outfit is the one to watch.
1: Yeah, look, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, they're definitely the team that I'm going to be watching, obviously. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, in terms of who I will pick for biggest improver, um, it's really hard for Erebus to go anywhere, so they're not yeah. going to be the biggest improver. No. They, they might be the the next segment. We'll find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, oh, this is tough. Um I, oh, it's really hard to pick anyone other than Penwright and, <laughs> and someone from that fold yeah. because they just feel like they're going to make a huge step this year. I'm yeah. actually going to pick DJR. Okay. Um, I think with Ryan's story back in the fold, uh, leading them properly, uh, they might not make their best start to the year but I think they'll improve throughout and then by the end of the year they'll be closer to the front so I don't think they can go any worse than they did last year yeah So I, I just thought I, I'd
0: quickly I, check just to, to interrupt I thought I'd quickly check because I'd forgotten where they'd finished and I'm like yeah yeah you, 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 that is the safest bet ever
1: how <laughs> soft <laughs> where, where did they finish because I didn't even check 16th <laughs> 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 well <laughs> If Maddie doesn't bring it home for me, DJ, I should. <laughs>
0: because even if they still have a crap year, but they finish ahead of Blanchard. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, look, I, I'd also like to shout out, yeah. in terms of teams, um, the Blanchard team. So yeah. I think they should improve quite a bit with Courtney and, uh, and young Aaron Love in there. Yeah. So uh, it'll uh, be interesting to see how this all unfolds, but, um, yeah. but yeah, that's probably another one to look out. But to get away from the mustangs, mate, yes. um, let's let's go with most improved, and I'll, I will say uh, Will Brown, yeah, because for he sure. had a uh, shocker of uh, <laughs> of a second half of last season, and I think that running AAA gear, he should have a much better season.
0: Yeah, I mentioned it last year uh, in in pods, but um, I, I think you know if I was going to pick a a Chev, uh, I was about to say Holden, a Chev um, driver to, mm. like to to be most improved or to take out the championship, you know, Will is probably the best contender. Um, yeah, you know, him having to just focus on driving, I think mm. you know we'll see some some real fruit from his labour of of. Um, of of his skill set, I think he's going to be quite strong this year. Um, if yes, Triple I Eight agree. give him what he needs, uh, he'll yeah he'll definitely be in the in the top five for sure. So uh, yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. And I don't think there's any likelihood that Triple Eight will give him anything other than the best. Unfortunately for us, yes, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. All right. All right, so yeah, last one. Oh, what do you reckon, davo Biggest flop for 2024, team or driver?
0: Yeah. Now, it's an interesting one. Mm. I'm going to take it a little bit left field um, where mm. I think probably the intent of the question when you asked it to me was, you know, who's going to, you know, fall down the rankings type of thing, but I, I can't get past the flop which was actually from last year, but it will pan out this year. And that was Davey Reynolds stepping yeah. away. Uh, look, I get he's getting older. He wants to have that longevity. He'll be very happy yep. and, and will you know, produce some sort of performance, some reasonable performance with whatever tri- uh, team 18 can give him. But that was just yep. a flop for me. And I just think, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a hard year for him to, to think about in the next two years under that contract. So,
1: uh, in terms of like fall from grace I guess is is what I'm sort of thinking of um, it's it's tough because yeah uh, pick its it is so hard because it, you don't really want to see anyone sort of drop but inevitably somebody does yeah um, I people are going to hate me for this because you think I hate Triple Eight. Brock Feeney. (laughs) He's not
0: as good. I had a gut feeling you were going to choose him. Yeah, I had a gut feeling. Yep. He's not
1: as good as people make out. He is good. Do not get me wrong. Like, kid is good. Has talent. But... I just... I, I can't help but feel that yeah, he's going to drop away a little bit. And I think especially if Will Brown comes in strong strong um, yeah. that'll that'll be his biggest challenge yet I know Shane is a massive competitor but Shane was off the boil last year which is why Brock had a bit of a fun time yeah and the moment somebody takes control of that again I don't don't see him getting out of that back of top 10 to mid top 10 sort of
0: section yeah well i guess he's pretty high up because last year he finished third so it's a yeah. it's a pretty good bet that even if he still has a reasonable year that he could end yep. up behind you know like a cam waters or a Chaz, or some of those four teams that you know theoretically should be higher should up should
1: make a step
0: so yeah nice safe bet i reckon even if, uh, <laughs> even safe. if people I'm like you.
1: Safe. I'm, I'm either <laughs> going to get egg on my face and he'll end up winning the championship, or I'll look like a hero and know what I'm talking about. So, you know, either way. <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> that, that's how it is for all of these guesses that we've just made. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, as I said, there's always one that you have to pick. And I just. I've, I've always had that feeling that while Brock is good, he's. Man, yeah, he's, he's he being a little. He doesn't have that little extra. Yeah, that I look for in a driver. he's yeah. so not Scotty McLaughlin. He's not an SVG. He's not an Ambrose. You know, it's uh, yeah. He just doesn't have that little extra bit that yeah. um, I would expect him to have. So, but that might come. You know, he is very young as well. So you give him a couple of years, and he might change that completely. All right. Very, very well, true. that would uh, that would bring us to the end, mate of uh our supercars pod it it's, is uh
0: been a good one it has yep yeah. and so i guess you know if you can if you've enjoyed it like and subscribe and share it around um i will Definitely. close out by saying happy birthday um oh thanks mate. so that uh <laughs> it's on record uh that yes, uh,
1: as of recording that, that <laughs> today 17th that's that's the birthday <laughs> i'm still older than you but you're old <laughs> you are way older than me but that's okay very very good thanks mate I appreciate that and uh, for everyone else please get involved in the comments let us know exactly what you think we're washed whatever we don't care it's it's just a bit of fun you know at the end of the day and yes we are Ford biased so sorry about that Um, but that is the way we were brought up so uh. (laughs) and and we're not trying to pretend
0: that we're not Scaifey.
1: No, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. So, uh, no, looking forward to the start of the season and everything that unfolds and a few liveries to come. Um, and you'll probably see an F1 shortly. Yeah, we'll do so an F1 an eye podcast. Eye We've
0: got more stuff coming. It, uh, we'll it's do. all going to be happening as we uh, get back into it in 2024.
1: That's it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, and, everyone. Uh, Good luck for 2024, everyone, and yeah, speak to you soon. Ciao. Bye.